The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. And welcome on in to another episode of Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We're driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. And Andy, uh, God, it sucks that we are starting off the show talking about a uh, canceled weekend series for the Cardinals. They have not played now since Wednesday, June 29th. And last week we did a uh, show where I predicted what they would do over the weekend, and they haven't played since. How are how are you, Andrew? Joseph, I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty bummed out about this Cardinal series as well. It just sucks. It it really really sucks that we uh, that that the Cardinal that this keeps popping up, and they we thought everything was under control, and then things happen again today, and. I I don't know when the team plays again. I I really I really don't. I know that they said that you know the weekend series is canceled. I I I don't know if Monday's game against the Pirates will happen. It, it sure seems unlikely uh, that they 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 can't keep uh, what they they have to go through two days. Of, but they did. Uh, That's the thing. They did. They went through two days to fly home from Milwaukee. Right, but you have to go. So, but now that resets. So now they have to go through Saturday and Sunday with no positive tests. So they could, so then they could possibly play on Monday. But that's and that's what I'm talking about is that they went through. They had to have two negative. They had to have two days of negative tests to pass yeah. to fly out of Milwaukee, and they did. And now and then they practiced on Thursday. And they, they flew home on a plane together on Wednesday. They practiced on Wednesday. They practiced on Thursday, and now they have this happen today on Friday, which means we're just going to have, I mean, we're going to have more positive tests. I, the one player that tested positive, it's not like he's the lone one. I, he was in an airplane full of his entire team. Hopefully they were, ma- they, they, they should have been masked up on the plane though. I, I mean, do you think like, that's the thing. Do you think they were, do you think they were yeah. masked up when they were changing yeah. in the locker room? Do you think that they were masked up? The whole time that they were on the field together, no. it's you. You no. gotta. I mean, you have to know better. They were. They should have been masked up on the plane. I mean, at right. the very least, you know what? If you're a major league baseball player, okay, and it's not just you who's put in all this work, your team, your you know your teammates, your managers, your coaches, your front office staff, major league baseball staff, the amount of people that have busted their butt to put this season together to try and make it work, and you can't wear a mask out of, co- out of, out of, out of common effing courtesy? You know what? I don't know if it – I mean, I, that's the thing, though. I, I think it's to the point where some of these guys – I don't know if it's so much a courtesy thing, and I don't know if I would call it that, because I think it was, as much as these guys are getting tested and as close-knit of a group that they are, after two straight days of testing – negative and being it locked in their own hotel rooms and not going anywhere. And I would guess that, you know, some of these guys tested negative. I mean, you got to think whoever tested negative, whoever tested positive 
or found out about it today or last night, probably had a lot of other negative tests throughout. And it might have just been a matter of, of comfort comfort where they, they took it off for, for a minute on the plane or so. I just I, I think it's going to get a lot worse. And it just sucks. I, I talked to, to people earlier today. I, I had the suggestion of just send because the pirates are who was supposed to be in town on Monday. Right. And I suggested, you know what, just say, just fly out, you know, fly the pirates out to Springfield, Missouri. Let them play whatever guys they have there. Just field a team and get games under your belt. Stop canceling games. And I was told it's not that easy. It's easier said than done that there's issues with finding a hotel cleansing that entire hotel and tr- means of transportation to the field and the field that's there. It, it, there's a lot more stuff added in. Sure. I don't know when we are going to get stuff planned out or figured out. I don't. And it, it sucks. I just don't know when I, I could tell you though, Matt Snyder and I, we, I have a good conversation with him today. It's, it, it's fun to talk with him about everything that is uh, everything going on with, the uh with baseball we get into talking about the broadcast teams throughout the country how he watches games because i think i set it up with him on tuesday or wednesday to talk and now we don't have anything to talk about Uh, we didn't have a series to talk about so it just it just sucks and i'll tell you this so andy we're about six minutes five minutes into this this uh show andy i this listen to this this is how much i like the interview that i did with cam jansen today I would not be upset if you just paused the show right here and drag the cursor to whatever time it says on the graphic that cam is on and just start listening to that interview. Really? Andy, I have interviewed cam probably 10 times. Sure. I've hung out with him multiple times. Yep. I, we, we, we were on a losing celebrity softball team together. I really enjoy my conversations and my time that I've spent with Cam. This was easily the the most fun that I've ever had with him. What's funny is that you were on a that you were on a celebrity softball team. I don't. Why is that funny? Because you aren't a celebrity, Andy. I entertain a city. <laughs> why was this one so good, Joe? I don't know. We just you know what it, it, we weren't we weren't constricted to radio. We were talking about, you know, we were just having fun talking about podcasting and talking about what life was like, you know, must be like in the bubble and people complaining about stuff. We, we just had a good time. We, we just had a lot of fun talking. And I think people are really going to enjoy the uh, the interview that we that we did. I, I really think that people are going to like what uh, what we put out there for the uh, for the conversation. So just that's for, yeah. Just- since we are the show of transparency, yeah. Just you know, I I have for the listeners to know, I have not heard this interview yet. You don't I'll, hear any of them. I never send you any interviews ahead of time. No, I'll hear it at the same time yeah. you guys do. So when I so when I go listen to the show back tomorrow, and I listen to parts of it, I don't I don't listen to our to our banter. I don't really need to play that back. No, why would, I, why would you do that? <laughs> and I mean, I know that that's that that's 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 pod. If there if there was an award for podcasting, the podcasty. I think is what yeah. I would call that. That that that's podcasty winning material right there. So I don't even need to listen back to that. Oh, but okay. I hear interviews with, with with some of the folks sometimes, right? And yeah, uh, yeah you do a, you do a good job. You're very professional. Well, thank you very much. We uh, yeah. So we'll 
you, you can you can go through you can play that you can listen to uh you can listen to that fast forward to it whatever it doesn't i mean really it's you'll you'll enjoy the uh the conversation that i have with cam coming up on the uh on the show today i wish we had cardinal baseball to talk about we do not have cardinal baseball to talk about this weekend, I would imagine that whatever I do with Klaibs, whether it be Monday or if we do something else this weekend, I don't know what the plans are, but we will we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss everything that happened this weekend, um, and we'll uh, we'll go from there with uh, with that. So that'll be the way that it goes. I know I threw it out there on the lunch show on Monday that baseball probably needs to reevaluate the schedule and just have a week at the end of the season, push the playoffs back a week and just have one week where it's all makeup games that if you don't have a makeup game, you, you get that week off. But if you have to make up games, you figure out a way to get them all in during a six, seven day period. Again, like your previous like your previous conversation that you had about just the, about how the pirates should just go to Springfield. I'm sure that's easier said than done, but it does it does make sense on the surface to just push it back a week. You would think that 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 would be pretty easy to do, so I think that would be a lot easier to do. I think that would be easier to make happen than that than what I said about sending them to a non major league city. I think that you could easily just say, okay, you, these they have their they they have to get their games in. okay, we'll we'll get all their games in. we'll We'll do it in a major league city. They'll figure out other ones. On because, top of that. Plus, at this point, Joe, the Cardinals have now had eight straight games postponed. Yes. Eight. Yeah. I mean, that's virtually insurmountable to try and make up when there are 42 days left in the season. Yeah, it just, it sucks. It really, really sucks that they're, that, that we're having to, and that the Cardinals are the ones that are at the front and center of this, too. That. Yeah. That you know, I I have to figure out how to watch other baseball games right now. You know, when when this first happened with the Marlins, I'm like, boy, thank God we aren't that stupid. Thank God we're not the stupid Miami Marlins. Yep. Boy, really, they're really terrible. Yep. Now, now here we are. The Marlins have played games. Yep. Which, by the way, I gotta, I, I I'm in, so I'm in a fantasy, uh, baseball league this year. And I really need to, uh, I, I need to pick my game up on this. I really need to figure out what I'm doing with this uh, with this team, because Andy, I'm not. Uh, I didn't ha- I didn't get off to that hot of a start. Oh no! Yeah, I know it's my first time playing fantasy baseball in in quite some time, and that's so. The, this league was set up by uh, by fine sponsor of the show, Corey Inskip of the Inskip Law Firm, and. He uh, so we we had it set up. He was like, "I'm starting this league." He goes, "I have some openings you want in." I said, "Sure, whatever. We'll 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 make we'll have fun with it." And then Andy, you know, the drafts got postponed, and then the postponed and postponed and postponed and postponed. And we were looking at it. We we're like, "Okay, you know, we'll uh, we'll do the draft whenever the season is ready to start." Well, Andy, we uh, we kind of messed up and we forgot to schedule the draft once uh, once the season was announced as when it was going to start, and we all got auto draft for, which is fine because nobody was there at the draft, so everybody just got randomly picked uh, players 
But then you have players that, you know, opt out for the season or get COVID or on teams that are affected because of COVID. And man, it's just been a cluster of a, of a start to the year. I've heard of a lot of fantasy drafts happening like that. Like they didn't know when it was going to be or, you know, it just got postponed. And, and a lot of people have auto-drafted teams. Yeah, I, I get And on top of that, too, like there are, Andy, there are little numbers or there's stuff in this, uh, on this thing. I have no idea what some of these numbers or some of these little stats mean on the screen either. Like what are some, of the, num- what are some of the numbers and codes? I, I don't like, I'm, I'm looking here. And Andy, so for I, my catcher is Mitch Garver. And I think I just figured out what it is because I clicked on Mitch Garver's name because I wasn't sure what M Garver meant. I didn't know if it was Max or Mitch or what, because underneath his name, there's a little green circle with the number seven in it. Okay. Now, Mitch is a catcher. So that's number two. Right. So he's the not game, seven. The game has not started yet. So they're not in the seventh inning. So I didn't know what it was. And so I, uh, and then also too, like they're, uh, Riz Hoskins of the Philadelphia Phillies, his game's postponed, but he has the number two next to his name in a green circle. And I'm thinking, what is this? Andy, I just clicked on it. I think that's where he bats in the batting order. Oh, well, that makes sense. I don't know why I would care about that. No clue why I would care about that. Yeah, I, I don't see why you would care about that. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know what I'm doing here with any of this, but whatever. <laughs> I have no there's guys on the team I've never heard of. Are you doing your are you doing your fantasy football? I she, don't know what to do with fantasy football right now. I mean, it's a, it's about time for fantasy football drafts here in the next right? two, 3 weeks. I know, I probably should send something out there and figure out what the heck we're going to do for it. You at least have a, at least just have the draft virtually. I mean, you, you definitely don't need to meet up to, to draft. Right. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the fun part of it. Yeah. I know, but like, you don't know who's like there, Andy. There, Andy. There were sixty six players that opted out of the two thousand twenty NFL season. Wow. Any, any really sixty six? Big... Eight players from the Patriots. Wow. I would say they actually did have some big names. That some of the Patriots, yeah, there were some big names on the Patriots that that did opt out. So did he opt out because he's a Patriot? Who's that? That'd be Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. What? Yeah, he did not opt out. He did not. Uh, yeah, he he is he oh. is well into the sea. Yeah, he is going to play. People keep talking too about the Blues being the defending Stanley Cup. Is that, is that how you say it? Stanley? Andy, they have been Stanley Cup champions now for almost 14 months. I didn't know this. Like, that has to be near a record, right? I, I would say that that is the record for a team to hold the Stanley Cup. Actually, I would say no, because remember, the Tampa Bay, the Ning of, of Tampa Bay, remember, they won Lord Stanley's Cup, and then the following year, the whole season was locked out. So, Andy, they got to keep oh. the cup for that whole extra year. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. And then also there were like back in the 40s, too. I'm sure they missed seasons for World War II. Did, I mean, I know you always hear about baseball players that missed because of the war. I I can't recall hearing that a, uh, of that for the uh, for hockey. 
Is that Andy? Uh, you there? I'm looking it up right now. I'm using, oh, okay. I'm using the old Google machine. I was gonna, I, I, that's one I'd never heard of. I never heard of hockey players missing because of the war. And maybe they have. Maybe I, I am ignorant to this. And if I am, you'll you'll correct me. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's one. That's one I have not. Uh, I've not heard of anything. I'm getting there. Okay. I, just, I, I I googled the wrong thing first. Oh, what'd you Google instead? I googled uh, Stanley Cup champions by year. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, they the NHL did not skip. I, there had to have been some players that missed the season because of it, though, right? I would imagine so, but they but they did yeah. not. Uh, yeah, they did not. Uh, they did not skip any uh, any years due to the war. Only there was only one season canceled, and that was the o four o five. And that's right. That's when the Ning won it. So they held it for two whole years. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it, yeah that's something. Whatever. Maybe somebody will correct us on on all of that. Uh, the the schedule is getting mixed up and, and thrown around for everything. Andy, I need from you what I need from you well, because you are you are the expert. Thing. Yeah. In 1919, the Montreal Canadiens versus the Seattle Metropolitans of the Pacific Coast Hockey League series canceled after fifth game because of the flu epidemic, because of the Spanish flu. Mm, what year was that? 1919, right. 101 yep. years ago. Yeah, I believe we have a president who keeps citing that that happened in 1918, but the uh, but yeah, no, it definitely happened in 1919. 1919 is when it was. Yeah. Stanley Cup not awarded in 1919. Mm. So, Andy, I, I, what will be awarded this weekend is the PGA Championship uh, trophy. Trophy, Joe. So, ah, okay. What is the uh, so that's the the claret jug is what is handed out for the uh, for the British Open. Or the, the Open Championship. The open Championship, Joe. What is the name of the U.S. Open uh, trophy? Um, did I stump you on this? The U.S. Open trophy. I really, I, I figured you would just have this like right away. I did not, I did, I did not mean to stump you on this one. Yep. It was never named, Andy. It's just known as the U.S. Open Championship. Well, maybe that's maybe that's why I didn't know the name of it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. The Claret Jug for the British Open, the Wanamaker Trophy for the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open Trophy was never named. Hmm. Is there a name for the uh, for the because you know the the ma- the winner of the Masters gets the green jacket, but then they also get a, a statue of or like you know a, a, it's a trophy. Of the clubhouse at Augusta National Golf Club. It uh, it just says that it's the Masters Trophy. Okay, Masters Trophy. It was introduced in 1961. Andy, it's made of 900 separate pieces of silver. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, no name for... Uh, I'm not seeing a name for that either. Nope, it's just called the Masters Trophy. Yep. Look at that! Didn't have that. Didn't have this on the show notes, but uh, made it happen anyway. Anyway, tell me what's going. I, I saw. I saw Brooks Kepka. Uh, not Brooks Kepka. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau broke his driver he on did. day one. I saw Tiger shot a minus two on day one. Uh, I, I I saw some low scores coming in on this. How are things looking at the PGA Championship? 
How Tong Li of China is your leader at the PGA Championship right now at minus eight. He is, uh, he's finished, he, he's finished for the day as well. Uh, Daniel Berger, Tommy Fleetwood, Jason Day, who was your day one leader. Um, actually, he was tied with, uh, what was that guy's name? With uh, somebody, find him. The guy that tied with Tommy Fleetwood, Shoffley or? No, 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 it was the guy that tied the guy that tied with um, with Jason Day yesterday. Oh, Brendan Todd is his name. Okay. So, and he's uh, there's so there's a, a there's a big group at minus five. Uh, the leaders at minus eight. Uh, so, of course, you know what's cool about this too, Joe, is that they're playing on the West Coast, so you get a lot of late night golf this weekend. Mm, yeah. Golf like around San Francisco, they're playing around San Francisco, right? They are. They're at TPC Harding Park. Second straight year that they played the PGA Championship at a public golf course. Mm. Last year, of course, they played at Beth Page Black in uh, Long Island. As of uh, as of this recording right now, I know Tiger teed off about two hours ago. Tiger sitting at 39th right now, just minus one uh, overall. So I haven't seen the cut line. The projected cut line is plus one. So as you're listening to this on Saturday morning, you should know what the actual projected cut line is. Uh, really is so. It, I don't. Uh, see that, I don't see that moving too much, Joe. Yeah. I got to tell you what I know. You were telling me before we started recording here that you've been doing the DraftKings teams and putting that out there. If we don't get baseball for much longer, Andy, I I very well might start having to throw money on something like that just to have something to watch. Yeah, uh, it's definitely made it a little more interesting for me uh, this week. You know, I've, I think I've invested a total of five dollars, and I because I made a deposit, um, I uh, I got uh, I got a free I got a free entry into one of these things. So, um, it's a, the PGA three hundred thousand dollar birdie max. It was a three dollar entry that I got for free, which I'm winning five dollars on right now. Since Jason Day is no longer in the lead, uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble. So we'll see what happens though. We will uh, we'll check in on uh, on that next week and see how you did with uh, with this, as we have uh, yeah we we have as I said Matt Snyder coming up Cam Jansen coming up as well. I wanted to talk Cardinal ba- and there's not Cardinal baseball to talk about, so I don't know. I mean, I I, I wanted Matt Snyder on, and I had like, I have a list of people that I wanted to get on too, and there's just no reason to reach out to any baseball guests right now because we don't have baseball to talk about. It, it sucks. And we could talk about it on a national level, but I think you're going to be getting a lot of blues hockey coming up here soon. It, I think that's what we're what we're going to be looking at over the next uh, over the next few weeks. And I, that's yeah, the I, blues are going to have to uh, really kind of get their stuff together. If they they're definitely not, I don't think they're eligible for the one seed anymore coming out of the round robin after losing to VGK last night. I don't think any of this matters because the Montreal Canadiens were the 12 seed and they knocked off the five seed Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't think any of the seeding or anything matters at all. I think every team is healthy. Every team is well-rested. I just think that it's a total crapshoot as far as who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, I mean, when you have a four-month or a five-month layoff, or really a four-month layoff, Four plus month, I should say, is really what it was. Um, and you try to restart your season. Yeah, I mean everything. I mean, it's just kind of like starting a brand new season. And that you, yeah, it, it, you're totally right. It's a total crapshoot. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know how much validity 
Uh, do you put an asterisk by the 2020 Stanley Cup? No, champion? no, 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 not at all. So they're a valid champion in your eyes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they they win. It doesn't matter. It's different. You know, every team was given the same stuff. Every yes, team was every team was dealt the same hand. I know a lot of Blues fans are just happy that Boston is gonna, not going to win their round robin thing, and they're going to be seated somewhere pretty low in the. Uh, I just I don't think any of that matters. matters. You're right. It, it 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 makes zero difference. Yeah, I really do. I just don't think any of it really matters at all. To, you're still going to play these guys no matter what if you want to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you play them in the first, second, or third round. You still have to play them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, we um, I um, I, we need to take a break here. Get to the interviews that we have on hand, as we have Matt Snyder and Cam Jansen, both of them coming up. Hey, this past uh, this past Monday, Claves uh, uh, and I were at the Munganas St. Louis Acura. We were doing we did the lunch show from the showroom there. Really, I, whatever the SUV they had there with the uh, they they had a, a kit on the back of it, a trailer, a hitch on the back of it for holding. For, for hauling more more stuff, like you could put bikes on there and stuff. I really, really liked however it looked and was uh, was very, very um, – I, I was I wanted to take it home with me, Andy. I wanted to take it home with me, and I, I should have asked Jamie if he would have let me drive it home for like a week because I think I could have talked him into letting me drive it home. I don't think I could have talked myself into buying it there. Right. That day. But I, uh, you know, I, maybe next time we do it, maybe I need to take a test drive on one of these uh, one of these cars. I know Claves was looking at the uh, at the hybrid that they had there in the showroom, the new Acura hybrids that they have, which he they were they were explaining it to us. You don't need to plug in these hybrids. Right. They charge themselves. I, I don't understand how that works, but that sounds really, really convenient. Yeah, there's a there's a fuel cell inside the inside the car that charges the batteries. Almost like your alt I mean it's the same way the same way that your alternator charges your battery as you drive now. Okay. I like you say, like you hit on the brakes and it charges the car. Like he was explaining the, the guy there was explaining it to Claves, and I, I I just stood there like an idiot because I did not understand what they were talking about. All I took from it, and you are confirming that it is a car. Andy, a hybrid car that charges itself. Yep. Okay. That sounds really cool. So there's just no, I mean, you just don't need gas for that thing at all, huh? I would say hardly ever. Okay. Munganat, St. Louis Munganat's Acura, title sponsor of the show. They got cars there that charge themselves. Go check it out. Do they have flying cars yet, Joe? They do not have, that's the next step is what we were told there. Next step is flying cars. But they have cars that charge themselves. 13720 Manchester Road is where you could find Munganass St. Louis Acura. We need to take a break. Back with our interviews. Matt Snyder, Cam Jansen coming up. We'll be back with Crack Slippers at the end. You are listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura right here on ClavesOnline.com. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trusts and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. 
Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. I think the last time we had on friend of the show, Matt Snyder, we talked about how the next time we'd have him on, it would be when there was baseball to talk about. That's kind of true as we welcome on Matt Snyder, even though we have no Cardinal baseball to talk about. What's up, Matt? Yeah, I was going to say that's true overall, but less true for you guys because it's been a little bit. Hey, Cardinals have not lost. A quick series against a terrible team and a really short series against an excellent team. So that's one of the teams, like, I have no grasp on what I think about them right now. There's no, I mean, and, and on top of that, once they do start playing, whenever the hell that is, we're not, we're, we're it's going to be a completely team. different team. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I, I will, I will preface this by saying that Matt and I are recording this interview at 1240 PM on Friday afternoon, about 20, 30 minutes after the news has come out that the Cardinal game has been postponed for Friday night, uh, as one player has tested positive so far from the batch of tests that was done on Wednesday, even though the Cardinals flew home on Wednesday and held a practice on Wednesday and then whatever on Thursday. So that is that is the information we have right now as I welcome Matt in. But Matt, I mean, you have 29 other teams that have played more than five games on the schedule this year. As Is it weird watching baseball right now or does it feel is there a sense of normalcy back in your life uh in the middle probably like it's on some level it's definitely weird but on another level like this is just from obviously put all the real world crap aside no politics no real world stuff just baseball this might be the most fun i've ever had watching all the games at once it's just because we lost it for months and then to get it back it's just if you've ever taken it for granted before, now we're never going to take it for granted again. That's kind of how I feel. And uh, it, it doesn't hurt. Obviously, you know my fandom that I'm a Cubs fan and they're 10-3 and three right now. That hasn't hurt either. Um, and they haven't stopped playing, obviously. Um, so I, I could see how attitudes would be different. But uh, gosh, one of the funniest things, though, is like the Marlins being 6-1. and one. It, It's like, first of all, their roster is terrible. Second of all, they've lost like 10 of their main players and they still now they only played the Orioles after they came back. But it's just it's funny. And it feels like now that you see a seven game series scheduled over the course of four days in September with the Phillies, the Marlins and Phillies, that's how it's good things are going to look for you guys. God, it's going to be more than seven game series that they're going to have to make up at this yeah. point right now. It's it's really going to be some some crazy scheduling. If they even decide to to reschedule it or what they decide to do with, yeah. with any of this. And, you know, I, I thought well, going that's in, the thing. some, some of it's going to get banged. Some like yeah. some of the Cardinals are one of those teams where it's on the table where you might not be even play 60. You might play 57. Right. Or if, if this, if this stuff keeps happening, I, they might just say, you know what? Like let's, I mean, could you see a scenario where they just drop a team from MLB this year? No, I don't think they would do that. I, 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess everything's on the table, but I, I just feel like what we saw with the Marlins and Phillies and how they came back and the way that they kind of redid the Yankees and Orioles schedules to play each other. I feel like they're going to continue to adapt on the fly and they're not going to shut an entire team down. I, I don't think they'll do that. If they do, it would be someone like the Marlins. It would not be a marquee franchise like the Cardinals. I, I'm i wondering how long it takes before... I'm trying to think. I'll look up the schedule real quick because I know the Cubs are Cubs are in town right now. I'm trying to think who is next, like who the Cardinals play on Monday, and it's the Pirates. So the Pirates are supposed to come to St. Louis at what point would MLB just say, you know what, Pittsburgh, go to Springfield, Missouri, play that team that they have set up there? Is that, I mean, is that something you could see possibly just to get the games out there? I, I don't, I, I, I don't feel like it's going to head that way, but I, I, again, I think everything's on the table. So I, I, I think there's a higher than 0% chance that it would come to that. Um, I think they're going to do everything they can to avoid it. But uh, at some point, maybe you can't avoid it. So, yeah, I, I, everything's on the table. God, it's I mean, all of this is, is crazy. And I, I don't think you and I have had enough time to really process this round of, of positive yeah, like my, tests. My, my, either. Initial, my initial reaction was this sucks. And then hopefully they can just play a doubleheader tomorrow. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's. They keep saying the incubation periods multiple days. Right. So uh, the Cubs have John Lester and Anthony Rizzo, who are both cancer survivors. This is difficult, to say the least. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, again, like I, I think a lot of this is just spitballing ideas right now and trying to figure out just what could possibly work. And I I have no sense of what player, I mean, right now they're just saying one player right now. It just says one player, but again, we've seen how this stuff kind of snowballs over and over again. Let's talk about this Cubs team though, as you mentioned, 10 and three coming in. And I think you and I have had this discussion in the past, especially when they first hired David Ross is I always felt that the Cubs would end up being the third or fourth best team in this division And I thought it would be because David Ross would cost them games by the way he managed the bullpen. The bullpen is God awful. Yes. And he's done an (laughs) excellent job. He's done an exceptional job of trying to adjust on the fly. Right. And that bullpen should have cost them many games, but man, that offense is impressive this year. It's uh, I, I mean, part of it for me was like, you can balance two things like I I see a lot of crap on Twitter well in general you could just say I see a lot of crap on Twitter because that's Twitter but there's a lot of people who seem to think you can't say they're playing well because David Ross is doing a good job and also say Joe Madden was the right guy for the job in 2015 and 2016 but I also think that he checked out part of 2018 and then all of 2019 I think Madden was completely checked out uh, the players have uh, have all admitted that they got lackadaisical under him. They weren't a- as uh, motivated as they should be, and it looks like who they should have been uh, following that World Series this year. Um, I, I, I just I, I I I from the get go, right when the collapse happened in September of last year. I don't know if you remember, but I've been saying. Fire Joe Madden, hire David Ross, or don't renew Joe Madden's contract, hire David Ross. And it's, I think it's been a brilliant move. Yeah. And it's with the, with the way that team set up, I mean, that 
the DH has obviously helped them getting Schwarber more and more playing time and kind of being able to utilize more bats in that lineup. Are you, you mentioned the, the Lester and Rizzo history, health history. Are you surprised they have not opted out? No, I I think that they're just, they're committed to being leaders and saying, we're going to be the team that takes this the most seriously. And obviously, you know, I'm a Homer, but you've seen a lot of national reporters like Jason Stark, for example, who have said like most teams are saying like the Cubs are the model organization on how they've, how seriously they've taken this. And I think it's because Ross, Lester, Rizzo have basically shaken everybody in the locker room and said, look, we are going to take this seriously. And that's how even Chris Bryant said he had like a mild headache and he sneezed once he stayed away from the team for two days. So they're like taking it almost overly seriously. And, and yeah, that's, I, I mean, there were the reports that came out of, of Yachty and, and Wainwright having that same, a similar speech to the Cardinal players. And yeah. it, it takes, it takes one guy. I mean, it takes that's one guy right. to mess it, takes- it up and, and you see, I mean, and that's the thing. Can we say the, his the, name? Can we say his name? No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's the one that decided one not to out. be named. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the one that decided not to be named after uh, the Cardinals. I believe the way it worked, Matt, the Cardinals announced that seven players were positive, then released the names of six of them, and, and then the- released and then released the names of the players they were putting on the I.L., that was seriously, there were six of seven and it was him who was the one who wouldn't let his name out? Yes, and wow. that, but his name was on the list of the players they put on the injured list. Of course. So it's, it does not take a... So we don't it, have to say it, but everybody knows. Every, yes, everybody yeah. knows who it is, but he has chosen to not have his name announced, even though he is no longer in the rotation because he's on the injured list. No, that's a choice. Yeah, it's it's that's that's one way to put it. Yeah, it's a it's a choice. So it's been weird for me here because I I was so much looking forward to watching and listening to Cardinal baseball. And then it gets ripped away from you after five days that now I kind of look at it and I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what else I want to like. Do I want to watch regular baseball? Like, do I want to check in on, on all these other games. I mean, you're, you know, it's your job to go around yeah. and, and watch everything. So as you look around the league outside of the Cubs, who has surprised you so far? Uh, the Rockies. I thought the Rockies were going to be terrible, but they, they look really good and it, it actually might be sustainable because uh, from 2018 to 2019, uh, Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Antonio Sensatella, uh, took huge steps backwards in the rotation. And it's always going to be tough with the rotation and Coors Field. So far this year, they've all looked like their 2018 selves instead of their 2019 selves. If they pitch well, they're that team that was a, the that beat the Cubs in the wild card and went to it, it uh, got swept by the Brewers in the NLDS. So uh, I'm surprised by them. Um, it, but they really actually might be good and it might not be fluky. Obviously I'm surprised by the Marlins being six and one, but that's not going to last. Uh, obviously I'm surprised that the, the Tigers and Orioles started as well as they did, but that's not going to last. And it's already showing signs with the Orioles getting destroyed by the Marlins. Um, teams that I thought was going to be a, a nice little sleeper that has been is the Padres. The Padres are really, really fun to watch and they look pretty good. Oh yeah, that that team is you know with the with the firepower that they have 
on on that team. You you had to expect that they were going to make a nice run, and then having the expanded postseason the way we do too, kind of opens it up a lot more. Yeah, because it, it, now it's. It, it, yeah, it might be a short series, but they still seem like a team that's going to make the playoffs, and they well, can they can the, say that. One of the things that I said from the get go, once they said that there's one, eight teams in each league who's going to make the playoffs, I said the most hilarious thing possible is going to be like the Padres beating the Dodgers in an eight versus one game in the in the first round, <laughs> because the Dodgers not winning the World Series after going to the postseason a billion years in a row has to have the funniest possible ending. Yeah, a, yeah, I could see that. Uh, the the White Sox, seven and six, they are. They're uh, fun again, too. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I knew they were going to be a fun team. I mean, they. I grew up a White Sox fan. I kind of fell away. I knew they were going to be a fun team to watch this year. So now, without having Cardinal baseball, they've kind of become my my de facto team now this year. Following them as much as possible, and it, it does as much fun as it is to watch Luis Robert play this year. One it, of the most fun players. Yeah. It is. And it sucks that, you know, it kind of feels like his rookie season is is been taken away from us, only getting 60 games out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. The, the White Sox are, like, really fun because they're going to have awful defense. I mean, Eloy Jimenez on the, the Christian Yelich ball last uh, Thursday <laughs> night. That was embarrassing, but it's hilarious and it's fun to watch. So, like, they're going to they're gonna hit a ton. They're going to have sometimes shaky pitching and they're going to have terrible defense. So that's always a combination for fun. If you're not a White Sox fan, the bad defense is off the charts fun. There's so many little factors that we have thought about without having fans in the stadium, noise, home field advantage, stuff like that. The one thing getting caught in that net. That's what I was going for. The one thing (laughs) we didn't factor in, the one thing nobody had ever mentioned until last night is that if that game happens with fans in the crowd, the fans are going to be up against the netting, pushing him back, and he's not going to get stuck in the netting, and Yelich doesn't get a home run. Yeah, it's probably a trouble instead of a home run. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most, I I would say as as, as an aside, one of the funniest things to me about him is you see it so much as a Cubs fan. White Sox fans are obsessed with Cubs fans. And... The Eloy Jimenez went to them in the Jose Quintana trade. Obviously a terrible trade for the Cubs. Very lopsided in favor of the White Sox. But they've also, these past five years, have been making fun of Kyle Schwarber for how he should be a DH. He sucks in left field. Jimenez is basically Schwarber, except worse at defense. And they're obsessed with him, and they think he's amazing. And I just find that funny. That White Sox probably won't find it as funny as me. No, it's the, the, yeah, no, the Menas one, not, yeah, the Robert one, it's. Robert's a stud. Right. No weaknesses, yes. I I mean, we, I was talking about somebody the other day, and we were kind of going over watching other games around the league, and Piscotty had the walk-off Grand Slam. Yeah. You had, Fam, Fam is playing so well down in San Diego. You have Grichik in Toronto, you have uh, Mercado in, in Cleveland, yeah, you have, Bridget's not that good, but he's, I mean, he's still, yeah. the, the numbers he put up last year would have been very welcomed in that Cardinal lineup and probably yeah. would have yeah. been a nice cleanup or number five hitter. It would have been, you know what? He wouldn't be hitting seven, eight, nine as an outfielder yeah. for the Cardinals oh, like they and did. Ozuna's killing the ball too. Right. And you look yeah. around the league at all of these guys that they, 
that they missed on. And you look at the fact that with Roberts, it was just a matter of offering him more money, matching what the car, what the White Sox gave. And then you also have a guy like Dylan Carlson, who's down there in Springfield, just waiting to be called up too. And it's so frustrating to Cardinal fans that you look at for years, how they would just fleece teams with these trades. And now you're looking at it and you're going, my God, they're giving up a lot of stuff. And in the conversation, I mentioned a bunch of outfielders, the conversation I had with somebody sprung because of talking about Lance Lynn's numbers this year. And the fact they just let him walk away too. It's been ridiculous what Lund's doing too. I I don't even know how anybody could have seen that coming, but Hey, uh, just be happy that you're not the team that traded Fernando Tatis as part of a package for James Shields. Is that the the White Sox did, right? That's yes. Yeah. They had Tatis and traded him for Shields. God, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, man, that's so, (laughs) okay. So throw Tatis in the middle of that lineup now. That would be ridiculous Did the to add ta- him to that lineup. I'm trying to think where he goes in that lineup. Does he play third base then if you're if he's still on the White Sox? Well, you Moncada, yeah, you probably kick Moncada to second. Well, you have Madrigal. Gosh, it would be a nice problem to have, I'll tell you that. They right. probably just wouldn't have signed Encarnacion and would have put, well, Eboy at DH. Then you kick somebody out to the outfield. Right. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at their roster now, and yeah, I think it, I think what happens is you don't sign Grandal. I think that's where I think that's where it stops. That McCann still stays as your catcher, and you don't go all Possibly, around. But there nah, I, I think it's D I think it's Eloy to DH, and uh, you, you kick. You decide between Anderson, Moncada, Tatis, which one of you can figure out outfield. Again, it would be a good problem to have. I'm just, I'm just looking here trying to figure out this roster and how this works. And all it's doing, all this is doing is making me upset that I can't go to any of these games and watch them. That's, yeah. that, that's, what, it, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it, it, that's, it is kind of upsetting in a way. I, I'm still thinking about going to a Wrigley rooftop at some point. I've, I have, I mean, after seeing the prices well, of they it. Have to, that well, is, I haven't looked. I was just going to say they probably kept a cost of fortune. It's it's like three hundred a ticket. Oh, okay. Not as bad as I was thinking. Oh, sorry. You you making those big CBS bucks over there? <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, I would have thought demand would be so high that it would be like over a thousand dollars. I'm I'm sure that you. So well, that's the thing seats. with the rooftop tickets is you can't get them on like a secondary market. Like you buy them it's from there correct. and give them your name. Yeah. So the ones I saw, yeah, it was like three hundred dollars a ticket. For that, which last year I spent three hundred dollars on two tickets to a, to a rooftop game. So, but thinking, aren't those, yeah. but those those are all all inclusive, right? Yes. All you can eat, all you can drink. So that yes. becomes like a if you're going to drink beer the whole game, that becomes like a hundred fifty dollar ticket. That's right. That's what I'm like. I could I could drink a hundred and fifty dollars and eat a hundred and fifty dollars worth. Three hundred dollars, yeah. then you start going. Okay, you know. Could I? Have I? Yes. Do I want to in my 30s? No, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) And then you kind of have to put life into perspective with uh, with that. And uh, yes, I I would like to. And from what I've because I have looked, I, I have definitely looked and there's tickets available to almost every one of these games, too. So I've been very surprised. It's by that. And I. 
I think it is with the price doubling and the the fear still being out there. I think that has kept a lot of people away. Yeah, it's been so long since I was on a rooftop. Uh, the last rooftop game I went to, uh, the result was a Corey Patterson walk off. Oh my gosh, that's how long <laughs> that is. That has been a while. So I, I think I've told you this. Yeah, I went last year to the uh, Friday afternoon Cubs Cardinal game where Hendricks threw the Maddox. Oh man, so you didn't have long to to right. drink your yeah. <laughs> right. And I was, it was I, like an hour and a half. Right. And I'm there, I'm there with my cousin, and I start going up and start putting a bunch of cups on the table. He's like, Why are you loading our table up like this? And I go, Do you see what Hendrix is doing? I go, This game's gonna be over with in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we have to plan ahead. And yeah, so we we were probably close to it, but I what I don't think I've ever asked you what is your setup at your house like when you're watching games at nights? Um, I actually have three TVs. I figured you would have uh, to have that, yeah. And I, what I usually do is uh, on the left side is the game I'm primarily watching, and in the middle I put the the game mix channel, mm-hmm. and then on the right if there's a secondary game that I'm paying most attention to. And gotcha. I'll have sound on the, the left side primary game. So you go sound off the primary game. You don't go like announcer you most want to listen to or something like that. Well, it's both. It's it's oh. usually Cubs and it's Lynn and JD because I think they're among the best in baseball. But yeah. uh, and we can do some of my uh, – I think the Padres crew is amazing. Giants are excellent. Um, Cardinals are really good. I think I like Edmonds the most on color, but Cardinals are good. I, I will say this just because I have worked for works with Edmonds. I'm biased there that I really enjoy that. And a lot of the stories he tells are stories that I've heard, but Brad the Thompson, main thing is your play by play guy is excellent. And that's Dan, Danny. It, Mac it, is it, all incredible. Hinges, it all hinges on that. Yeah. The, the, the passion that Danny Mac has for, for it is, is incredible, but hearing the chemistry and that's the thing, like, I don't know how some of these other teams work, with how many different partners they have. But like last year, for example, Danny Mack works with Brad Thompson, Jim Edmonds, uh, Rick Horton, and Tim McCarver. And to work with four different guys agreed. throughout a season and have chemistry with all four of them. 100% is, agreed. I, it's so impressive to do that. And because each of those four guys are so different too. I was just talking about like, the Cubs are so good, but it's Lynn and JD every day. The Padres are so good, but it's Orsillo and Mark Grant every single day. The Giants are so good, but it's it's Kipe and, and Kruk every single day. So for Mac to be able to transition between those guys, and you know who else is good? They used to be one of the worst because Hawk is objectively just awful. Uh, the White Sox broadcast is amazing. Benetti is excellent and steve stone now that he's away from hawk is back to being how good he was with the cubs and harry i he's i mean listening to him like the way the the way he just can see the future of what's going to happen and the way he breaks stuff down it's it's amazing how good he is and i haven't had a chance to listen to too much of benetti with the uh calling the games with steve stone but i've heard him call so many games on espn that I knew how good that that he duo was even, going to be. Like, he doesn't even miss a beat transitioning sport to sport, whether it's football or basketball or baseball. He's so good at all of them. He's he's amazing. 
And the one uh, we uh, we did roundtables with the AL Central and the NL Central a few weeks ago for uh, for the website, and it was the first time that I ever got to talk to Darren Jackson. And I have been, I, I've said this before, like I've been listening since I was, I was six, seven years old. I've been listening to White Sox games on the TV and the radio when, when I grew up there. So I, I grew up, you know, I got to watch Darren Jackson play. And then for pretty much most, I think he started in 2000. So for the last 20 years, I've heard Darren Jackson call games yeah. with Ed Farmer. And now I, I have not had a chance to listen yet to a broadcast to hear what that sounds like with without him, but getting uh, getting to talk to him, I, I didn't think. I, I mean, I know there's still those few moments here and there, and I'm sure you have them too, where you still get to go back and you're like, "All right, I've been doing this long enough, but this is still really cool that you get to yeah. talk to yeah. <laughs> talk to this guy for like the first time and and have that conversation with him and and bring up your your memories of him because I'll do that. I'll go Chris Farley with somebody and oh, I'll. Yeah, I have no shame in doing something like that. So, yeah, that's and that's one I thing. My moment on that front was um, 2018 All-Star game. It was actually a Futures game. So it was the night before uh, the Home Run Derby. Uh, it was sitting next to Peter Gammons. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I have to introduce myself and say, like, some of my earliest childhood memories are watching you on Baseball Tonight. And so I did that and it was really cool. And I didn't feel like an idiot or a fanboy or anything. It was just straight up like, Hey, I just want to shake your hand, which in this day and age, we don't shake hands anymore. So it seems, but yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, the, my, my Peter Gammons moment, God, I'm trying to think, I want to say, I think I was at Wrigley and I think it was before, I can't remember if it was before the Cubs Cardinal playoff game or something else. And I'm standing there with Peter Gammons and I just strike up a conversation with him. And I was friends with what whoever was on the air at the time with our station, whoever, whatever show was on the air at the time. And I quickly text the host as I'm talking to Peter Gammons. And I just say, hey, you guys want Peter Gammons on your show right now? And I, I just I asked Peter, I'm like, hey, you want to do a quick call in and just called the station on my phone, handed Peter Gammons my phone so they could do the That's interview. Really but did awesome they? him. Yeah, and he just yeah. wanted to keep talking after that too, and just talking baseball. And you and I were talking beforehand about with the, the this day in Cardinal history, just with Hummel going and having memories of yeah. stuff. I mean, Gammons is the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, another one, Kirkjian. Uh, and anytime you're like around Kirkjian in like an interview room or a press box, he goes on and on and on with stories. I <laughs> so this was uh, I think three years ago. Kirkton was at Cardinal spring training and I went up to him with our morning show. And I said, can, can we have you on, you know, Jimmy, the cat Hayes is on the show. And he goes, I love Jimmy. He goes, I, I got to call and ask permission because we have an ESPN station in St. Louis. He had to call and ask permission and they denied him from coming on our station because we weren't ESPN. And he had, he handed me his phone and had me listen to the voicemail because I guess for some reason he thought I wasn't going to believe him. He thought I (laughs) would, and I was like, no, Tim, I believe you. He comes off as an open book. Yeah. And he was like, listen, listen to the voicemail. He's like, I just want you to listen to the voicemail so you can hear it. He's like, I love Jim. I want to go on with you guys. I can't. And I'm like, Tim, like you just, you can say no. Like I've, I've been rejected for interviews many times. I'm not going to feel upset for that. I, I got to say, this right here has definitely made me just now with the Cardinal game being canceled tonight has made me want to 
go and just explore outside of baseball now. I really wish Ooh. just for this season they would have they, they would have just lifted all the blackout restrictions and given everybody MLB extra innings for free. Just said it's 60 games, whatever. Everybody yeah. else is losing money. <laughs> uh, well, I, I've actually, like, since I have my 30 TV set up, uh, when the games dwindle and there's only, like, four at once later, I've been, like, putting on NHL, and I never, ever watch hockey. But, I'd like... Like I said, I think it, with all sports being shut down for months, it gives you a greater appreciation now that they're back. I've become a uh, Premier League fan now because of that. I was watching so much Premier League soccer because of what uh, because that was the only sport that was on. Yeah, judging from tweets, it seems like a lot of people picked that up. Yeah, it, it was it was sports that it was on on a Sunday morning, Saturday morning, and it's just Not something to watch. Not for me. I, to each his own. I, I'm not going to make fun of anybody else for watching stuff, but I just I can't on soccer, though. I'll tell I, you I, this, Matt, it humbles you because it's so damn confusing to figure out how they run their schedules. Really? Huh. Yes, because there was I mean, there are so many different tournaments going on within the season and other things happening. It's <laughs> it's very confusing to sit down and figure it all out. I mean, it takes a day to figure out how, how soccer works. (laughs) Yet yet another reason that I don't want to (laughs) give it time, give it time. And you'll once, once the Cardinals get all of major league baseball shut down for the rest of the year, you'll have nothing better to do than watch soccer. Yeah. All right, Matt, I enjoyed this. I, I wish when I when I texted you to book this, I really thought we would have baseball to actually talk about today. I was wrong. We don't. We will uh, we'll find another day to make yeah. this happen. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good one. And there he goes. That's my friend, Matt Snyder. He's uh, with CBS Sports and love talking baseball with him. Just wish we had actual baseball to talk about. I that's I, I texted him, I think, like Tuesday or Wednesday to, to book this for Friday and thought we were going to have actual baseball. But no, uh, who knows when the uh, the Cardinals will take the field again. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. Also brought to you by Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. The, what was the Miller team is now pretty much like the Miller-Meyer team. He, he got his, uh, I, I don't know, 10, 15, 20-year fiancé uh, back into the biz, and they have been selling homes all over the St. Louis area. And right now, it's it's such a great time if you are a really if you're a buyer or a seller because if you're putting that house up for mark on the market, it's going in a matter of days. If you're looking to buy a house, just they call somebody like Kevin Miller, and he will find that perfect house for you. He is with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. You can find him also online at smartmovestl.com. Here's his cell phone number, too. 314-503-4999. 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, the Miller Myers team. It's, uh, it's a hot market, and it's a hot couple selling those homes. We will take a break, come back with more Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. 
Maybe you've been thinking about doing some home improvements. Well, the timing has never been better to do those projects. Let's drop your rate and get you the cash you need to make those improvements today. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. The Home Loan Expert LLC, NMLS number 1326241. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. It's been a while since I've uh, talked with this man. It is Cam Jansen of, of the, the Cam Jansen, Andy Strickland. Your podcast is just blowing up right now. On, uh, and it's got to be even, doing even better now that you guys have hockey back. Yeah, well, we took advantage of the – we took advantage of the layoff, right? So we just got all these guys on. And actually right now it's a little bit more difficult to get the big, big boys on because they're always tied to some organization that's probably playing right now. So like I'll give you an example, like Sergey Zuboff, Hall of Fame defenseman, won a couple of cups, awesome dude. We love our Russians, but he's scouting like no other. And he's like, God, guys, I, can I fit it in this 40 minute? No, we need you for like an hour and a half. So in a sense, it's a little bit more difficult to get the big, big boys on because they're always associated with something that's going on right now. Isn't that, I mean, I know you're doing, you're still doing the radio stuff at 590, but to sit down and do like a long form hour, hour and a half interview, it's great. Some of the stuff that you can get out of these guys. Yeah, but it's also difficult too. So it depends on who the guy is, right? So if it's a GM or an owner of a team like Tom Dundon, like at the beginning, like that's Andy's thing, right? He knows how to like dig in. He knows everything about everything when it comes to like technical stuff. So he could ask these long drawn out questions where I'm like, God, I got to do my, like, I got to figure something <laughs> funny. So in a sense, it makes you better to keep up with like knowing how to ask questions. That was my biggest thing that I was, I needed to really work on. Cause you could, you ask me questions. That's what I've done my whole life. Ask me, I'll, I'll entertain you. But for me to ask you something is actually somewhat of a skill set, and I'm still working on that kind of thing. So there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm learning every single day with this. Yeah, you just get a player on, and you guys talk about stories that maybe can be told on a, uh, on a podcast, but still keep some of the other stuff to yourself, right? <laughs> well, we, we, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad my wife, my wife listens, and she follows everything I do, but there's like I'm doing so much stuff to where she can't sit down and listen to all the podcasts. And I'm kind of happy about that a little bit. Cause we get really like, like it's a podcast. It's not radio. I don't need to be, I, I, there's no really a lot. There's always a line, but the line's a lot different when it comes to a podcast. So it's just, you're just you, you're talking to somebody at a bar. You're talking to somebody at like an event where you're just sitting there having a cocktail, like, dude, what happened with this or whatever. And it just works, man. It just works. I just, I, one of the things since I've moved from radio to podcasting, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I, I might cuss and it's something might come out every now and then doing this show, this podcast. But when I do stuff with Claves, I always kept it somewhat clean. And then we were talking about something a few weeks ago and we're live and we were doing a Facebook, Twitter live and everything. And he said something was bullshit and I go, oh, cool. All right. Like it's open now. I can, I can just start doing it. It's like the first time, you know, you cuss around your parents or something. Yeah. Well, I did that when I was like six years old and they didn't care. That's why I'm, I, 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 I look, pe people say I need to tone it down a little bit, but on the other hand, if I'm able to be wild in myself, like I am, you know who I am. So like I, I, and I could tie in and do my research and know the facts about different things. So I could be wild and be like, ah, this, that, and yeah, F, 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 F. But then I'm like, no, here's what needs to happen on that breakout, blah, blah, blah. So if you mix that together, it's a, it's a nice formula. But if you're too much on this, 
or you're too much nerdy, then it doesn't work. You got to mix it together. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. But again, it's, it's working so far. Yeah, absolutely, man. Congratulations to all the all the success you guys are doing. And it's weird being the 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 radio podcast guy that I am. The only thing I've texted you so far about it is how jealous I am of the graphics work that you guys have. <laughs> well, we pay good money for that. We, like that. See, that's the stuff that we don't. Like, I don't know how to do that. You know, I, I just got back on social media a couple of years ago. And I wish I would have done social media my whole career, but I was with Lou Lamarillo for the Devils. And if I would have had social media my whole career, I would have said something stupid and would have been emotional. And maybe I would have had like a hundred thousand more followers, but I would have got myself in a jam. And I don't, I didn't need to do that. So I'll build, I'll build it up naturally yeah. on my, by myself. But yeah, no, yeah, it's just, it, it's a, it's a good gig to have. But you have to do your homework, or you will be called out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we, we have all that, and we, I wanted to get that. We'll probably circle back to it at some point later. Uh, hockey, is finally, hockey is finally back, as I mentioned. Are you, are you enjoying this current bubble? How would, how would Cam Jansen do inside a bubble in Edmonton, Ontario, Canada? If I was 23 years old, I'd be so sexually frustrated, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. If I was 36 like I am right now, I'd be so sexually frustrated I wouldn't know, wouldn't know what to do with myself. Uh, but look, whatever. Go, get, get a, get, go alone time in a shower. No one cares. Everybody's in the same spot. I look at the games, though. You have to give the NHL credit for what they produced and what they built together. Two months ago, I was like, what are you – there's no way. And then, you know, a month later, I'm like, oh, maybe this will work. And then another month, I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are the real deal. But then my question was, how is the emotion going to be? These guys are absolutely killing each other. There's fights. There's hits. There's elbows to the head. There's slashes to the face. There's, they're blocking shots with their face. It's, they're psychos. They're built up. They're not going out. They're not partying. They're not staying up till 3 in the morning. They're playing video games, and they're thinking about hockey every single day. So you're getting the best of the best out of everybody, and everybody's in the same situation. And the best part is – they hate each other, and they're killing each other, and they're all playing dirty, and I love it. It's good for the game, by the way. I mean, does it re – when you look at the way the game's being played, like, does it remind you of, you know, maybe like a youth tournament or something? I mean, no big yes. crowd, something like that? Dude, when we used to go – I told you – I think I've told you this before. When I was playing AAA hockey with Joey Vitale and Mark Monavani's son, Joey Monavani, and guys like that, I wish he would have won, by the way, but it's so good. But all these guys well, – it doesn't matter. I edit that out. But I got all these guys, and we're in these tournaments in, like, Chicago and Michigan and this, that, and the other, and you always watch the other team. So what I would do is I would have all the big guys on a team, take your shirt off, let's do some push-ups, all the big guys, and I'd walk them all out, and we'd sit there with no shirts on, looking through the glass, staring at the other team like, we're next. Although they're looking at us like, oh, you're a St. Louis team. Now – when the St. Louis teams go to places, everybody's like, oh, my God, here they are. But back then, we had to intimidate. We weren't great. No one even knew who any, any of us are. Nowadays, these guys are superstars from St. Louis. No one wants to play the, this AAA Blues because they'll kill you 12-1. to 1. But back in the day, I would have all these guys do push-ups, and we'd walk out there like, and show our chests off and stuff like that. It was an intimidation factor. And you look at this tournament right now, and you see all the other teams staring down. That's the motivation you need. You don't need fans in the stands. You just need Connor McDavid staring at you, who the best player in the league is, and you're like, I'm going to show off to you. 
I don't need anybody else. We have millions of people watching us anyway. I don't need people in the crowd. I have Connor McDavid watching me. You catch my drift? Yeah, I, I love the fact that these players are doing it. I think, like, the NBA, you know, they're sitting right there courtside. For certainly, I think I saw Jeremy Lamb was at just every single game. That's all he was doing was just going to basketball games because he had nothing better to do. And I love that because that would have been me. That I just – I mean, why go sit in your room when you could just sit there and watch – these, you know, other professional athletes do this courtside, which you can't do during a regular season, regardless. So I get a bunch of texts from a lot of people like, God, Cam, are, are the guys like sneaking girls in? Are the guys sneaking? I'm like, in the NHL? No. No, they're not. There's so many people watching these guys. There's no way. But the NBA is different. I'm not saying that they are doing it. But when you are a superstar in the NBA, you're different than being a superstar in the NHL. Ryan O'Reilly's the biggest superstar, or Vladimir Tarasenko, or Petro, the three biggest superstars for the, for the St. Louis Blues. If they tried to wheel, not that they are, they're all married, I'm just saying, at that status, if you tried to sneak a girl in and Doug Armstrong caught you, you would be done. You would be done. I don't give a damn who you are. Doug Armstrong would put his foot down and be like, you're done, get out of here. If you're James Harden and you want to bring a chicken and you're making $40 million a year, and if you don't play, you're not winning. Those guys have so much more uh, rope to deal with than any other athlete with any major sport. Those guys are the biggest of the biggest. They have the biggest spotlight. They make more money than even than anybody, and they run the show. If you don't play with James Harden, you're not going to win. If you don't play with Ron O'Reilly, it's going to be tough, but you might win. The, 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 the control level is so much different with the NBA and the NHL. It's sickening, but they deserve it because they're the big, big, big boys, and there's only five on the court, and there's maybe six or seven guys that could kind of complement those guys. Am I making sense on that? No, it's like, it's like the old what Jimmy Johnson, I think, the old saying for him that if a third stringer was asleep in a meeting, he'd be cut. If Evan Done. Smith fell asleep in a meeting, he'd go get him a cup of coffee. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's who makes but, the money, yeah. But, but even Connor McDavid, who's the biggest superstar in the league right now, if he tried to wheel chicks in, he might be married. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to do it. But if he did, they would chastise him so bad. But, again, if you're a big dog in the NBA, you run the show. You run the league. Those guys run the whole league. They can do whatever they want. So, that, so it's like – but they deserve it because you're so crucial to that, that team – more than one player on the NHL, and it's just such a big difference that it's just – so I'm surprised. Like, if I'm an NBA guy and I'm a big dog and I'm like, I don't know, get the girl quarantined and then bring her in here, it will be okay. It's, it's amazing. So I, I will t I'll tell, you know, people that are listening to this Saturday morning, Sunday, whenever, we're recording this at about 3.30 on Friday. So the yeah. Cardinal news has come out today about their game being postponed Friday night and uh, just another setback with that. But what you mentioned with the way the NHL is doing it and the same with the NBA is, is that there are zero cases. And they're, they are testing and having zero cases doing this the right way where the Cardinals are going to go 10-plus days without a game because they, they can't effing stop it. Because it's a travel. Yes. Look, these guys aren't going anywhere. Look, people are like, can you go see the guy? They, they, there's so much security in these bubbles. You're not even allowed to look at the guys. And it, and it worked. And it is working. But the Cardinals are traveling. Look, you could only protect the players so much. How are you going to protect them that when they walk off the plane and touch something at an airport? You still got to go through, even if you're flying private, you might walk off right. But, you may, but sometimes you come 
sometimes you have to go through a little thing. You might touch something and then you touch that and you touch something else. I don't know how it spreads, but I figured that's how it does it. But if you're traveling that much, like you're just, you're exposing yourself to anything. You can't clean off every rail everywhere. Like how can you protect your players when you're traveling that much? You can't. And they're, they're, they're trying to come up with the rules that you have to wear a mask in the dugout, or if you're not in the lineup, you have to sit in one of the alternative dugouts, whatever. But that's not the problem, Joe. No. The dugout's already cleaned. Like, it's fine. It's when they get off the plane. It's when they go to the hotel. It's when they, you do this, do that. That's when they're going to get it. They're not getting in a dugout. So you have like Mike Schilt wearing a fucking mask in a dugout. Like, what is he getting? No one's, I don't know. Right. And the thing is, like, these bubbles, like the one in Edmonton, I saw, like, Jim Thomas the other day tweeted about the fact that Ryan O'Reilly took the team to a chop house, and people were like, wait, what? why would they go there? And Jim Thomas had to explain, it's inside the bubble. Like, it's It's inside the bubble. They they rented out a whole room. Yeah. There's no, there's no bubble when the teams at Bush Stadium, there's no bubble when they're up in Milwaukee, there's no bubble. You You just, you, you can't, you know, they're going places they're doing things that aren't protected. So that place that Ryan O'Reilly took them to was sprayed down with like they, they cleaned all like they're like the NHL. I'll tell you this right now. You could ask any, anybody that played in the NHL, name me one team that wasn't the classiest anywhere you go. You have the best jet, you have the best food, you have the best hotel. You're the bestest. I've, I've asked a ton of people that. The NHL does it right. They are so classy. They are so professional. Everything's top-notch. So when Ryan O'Reilly takes his team to a place, they're walking in like Greek gods back in – like Cleopatra back in the day getting – like walked – like it's – they have the setup. They're going to be bored. But if they want to do something inside that bubble, it is top-notch no matter what. And, I mean, so – I don't know where you stand on Gary Bettman, but how much credit does he get for, for this? A ton? Okay, fine. 2004, 95, 2012. There's reasons for everything. If you're in St. Louis, why the hell do you not like Gary Bettman? He brought an all-star game here. He brings a winter classic game here. He, we, we, like anything you need. We have another winter classic game against Minnesota. Why would you not like that guy? Look what he just did here. We, we just negotiated a six-year, four-year deal, which is really a six-year deal for the CBA. You're not going to get locked up for another six years. Gary Bettman's doing the right thing. Look at the trajectory on everything. Like every, and we're going in the right direction. Gary Bettman's doing his thing. And I get it because you lock guys out, and I understand that. And you can talk to agents, and Alan Walsh and those guys will chirp them. But as of right now, I like Gary Bettman. And if you're a St. Louis Blues fan – you should like Gary Bettman too. All right, so we we you know we cover Gary Bettman being a good guy now. All of that talk about the bubble. So let's talk about the games on the ice. Three games so far. They've lost all three. We don't even need to talk about the one against the Blackhawks. That doesn't count. Do any of these Whatever. count in your mind? Yeah, yeah. The last one did. The last one did against. Why Vegas. that one instead of the uh, the game against the Avalanche? Be- well, because they were okay against the Avalanche. Okay. But then you then you down you took a step back. You don't do that. You're okay against the Avalanche over the first period. But now you go against the Vegas Bull Knights, and you're fucking terrible. And thank God Mark andre Fleury was god-awful. Great guy, by the way. God-awful. And you scored some pussy goals. Pardon my language. But you weren't there. You know why Troy Brower had a good game? Why do you think? Why do you think Troy Brower had a good game? Go well, ahead, answer You it. tell me. You're the former no, no, hockey player. No, no, no. You I tell me. No, 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 no. I'm asking you. Why do you think Troy Brower, who's like 37 years old, had a good game and was busting his ass last night? And he was in it. 
Because he knows this is the end of his career. He knows this there might be is. the end of the line. Because he's trying to make a team. Because he's trying to make a team. And that mindset, he's trying to fill a spot. He's got to take somebody's spot. A fucking Stanley uh, Cup champion Tim team, he has to take somebody's spot. So that's why he's on his game. Everybody else is like, oh, what are we doing? Oh, I got to block a shot with my face. Uh, uh, uh. And I get it. But this next game, here's my – here's why – Craig Ruby's going to go in there. He's going to bag these guys up. The, the, what sucks is it's four days apart every single time. Four days apart. Like, how do you still find your groove after playing a good game? You've got four days and you got to play another game. Like, you lose it. These guys are killing each other in the qualifying run. They're killing each other. They're knocking each other out with hits. They're knocking each other out with fights. They're, they're out of their minds. And we're like, what, we have a game in four more days. Okay, practice it. So I just want to see a progression in their style and their structure, and I don't see it. They, they laid an egg against Vegas. I didn't like it. Yeah, they scored goals, blah, blah, blah. They were terrible. Now against Dallas, here's what I want to happen. I want it to be a shit show. Why do you want it to be a shit show, Cameron? Because I want them to get smacked in their face against Dallas, legitimately smacked in their face, physically and everything, and get them waked the hell up and maybe have everybody come on board. Because sometimes when you play such a physical game where everybody's fighting and they're, everybody's hitting each other, everybody automatically gets into it like it's a playoff game. But if you don't have that and it's not a playoff game, you don't have that upstairs, and I get worried that when this all goes down and we start for real, hopefully they get smacked around the first period. Hopefully it's not a full game because you go down 0-1 in this series, you're in trouble. And we saw the team flip a switch plenty of times last year in the playoffs. So is this the same team that we saw last year in the playoffs, or is it different given the circumstances? How could it be different? They're in a bubble. They're in a bubble. That's what I'm saying. They're in a bubble. They've had four months off. All the teams are healthy. That's what I'm saying. Good. You're in a bubble. Why are you not playing good? Did you stay up too late playing Fortnite? Did your did your three kids? Did they wake you up? No, they didn't. Did they Zoom call you and wake you up? No, they didn't. Turn your phone off. Why are you not performing? You have protein shakes. You have steak. You have anything you want right here. You have nothing to do. Why are you not performing? Is there a distraction? I'm sorry. Is there, was there a good movie that you had to watch all night? No, no. There's no distraction. Figure it out. Fair enough, man. Good God. Well, think about it, Joe. Yeah, no, I get What's it. I excuse? get it. I just know. I just, I feel there, there's not so much an excuse. It's that everybody's on an even playing field. But I also think that helps the Blues. You're the champs. Because, yeah, and that's what I'm You're saying. You're the champs. You're Everybody the best team talks. Everybody talks about how hard it is to repeat and repeat because you played so deep into June the year before. Every team just had four months off to refresh. That, that fatigue is not a factor anymore. No and doubt. You just got the best player. In the, you just got the best player back too. What? There's no excuse. I mean, none. Look, here's the deal. The Blues are on their high horse right now. They're the biggest. They're the best. Everybody's talking about Blues. They can't go anywhere. They're the biggest, the best of the best right now. If you go in that first round and you suck, no one cares about you anymore. Now you're starting from scratch. You get my drift on that? Yeah. Oh, but there were Stanley Cup champions. That doesn't matter. You just got smoked by, by Arizona. You just got killed by – you just got beat by Arizona in the first round. Now you're not there. Right. Now you got to start over again. That's a big deal for a small market town like this that's been through hell. We need these blues to be the front and center of everything. 
So people go out and they do the thing and they spend their money or whatever the case. I know they're not going to Enterprise, but the blues hockey's on. You're going to go to the liquor store and buy booze and come home and watch it. Or you're going to go do that. Like, like it, just, it just helps out the community. It helps out the organization. It helps out them individually as players. If you get beat by an Arizona or some team in the first round after being the champs and you don't show emotion or anything like that, you, you're, you set the organization back. And it's unacceptable when everybody's healthy and they're in the same spot right now. We need, we need to talk again once this uh, playoff uh, push gets going, man. It's, uh, it's awesome to listen to you passionately talk about hockey. Back to the podcast before we wrap things up here. Is, is there a name out there that you really, really want to get on? I mean, you've, you've played everywhere. You've, you've met everyone. But is there that one guest, though? Is there still that one white whale out there for you that you haven't had any kind of interaction with over the years? Damn, dude, we, we've had Hall of Famers. We've had anybody that we want to get, they actually get on. I mean, yeah, Strick has Lou, everyone remember. You just Lou go, Lamar- yeah. Lou Lamarillo is the biggest big dog that doesn't do podcasts. And he came on, and I, and I was so bad with him. I, I was so intimidated. So that was just like a, like, if you get Lou on, even like, ex, like uh, Toronto Maple Leafs guys, like, oh my God, Cam, you got Lou on? Oh, he, he, so, like, that's like, if you get Lou, you could do anybody. Um, but there, there's – you know what? I'll give you a, a name, and I'm going to call him out right now. Dale Hunter. I, I played against the London Knights for three years. I fought all your guys that you called up to fight me because I was killing everybody in the OHL at the time. And Andy called him. And he's like, I can't do podcasts because if I do yours, I'm going to do everybody's. I'm like, and he's like, what, what other podcasts would you want to do? Like, just do ours. If you want to do chicklets, go ahead. But Dale Hunter is the one guy. We've had Pierre Turgeon on. We've had guys that, like, he affected throughout their career. And I want to talk to Dale. Every time Dale called up a tough guy, I went buckets off with him for three years straight. He owes me a podcast. I'm calling him out. I, I tell, hate – Tell Klaibs that, by the way. He knows Dale. I'll let okay, him know. Exactly. I actually got to call him as soon as I'm done with you. But I really, I've gotten that on the wrestling podcast before where I've had people say, no, if I do yours, I got to do everybody's. What the fuck and does then, that mean? Just right. say no then, you fuck. Yeah. That's a pussy excuse. Right. And, and on top what? of that, like, there's people you're going to say yes to. Don't, don't give me that excuse because someday you're going to pop up on a podcast and then you're just going to look like a liar to everybody else that you turn down. You have to tell people that this is my livelihood, dude. I do this. I do this for a reason. I'm not trying to call you out on things. I, I want to break you down. At the end of the fucking podcast, we're going to blow you so much. It's like, who are you kidding? I might chirp you a couple times here and there, but who am I kidding? I'm a fourth-line plug. Like, what can I say to you? You played 5,000 games. Stop being a pussy. Come on. I but went buckets off with every one of your tough guys. Give me an hour of your time. It's the, <laughs> Isn't that funny how that goes? Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's the Cam and Strick podcast. I'm jealous of their graphics. I, I, I don't care about your damn guest list. The graphics that you guys – Pay five grand a month and you'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I have bought Adobe and all the products that go with it, and I make my own graphics for Klaibs Online. You're that's, doing good. That's our You're budget that we have for that. I'm damn proud of it too. I just figured out how to work Photoshop. Well, I shouldn't say I figured it out. I made my first – poster on photoshop and i was so happy i was like it was like my kid my seven-year-old bringing home something from art class that's how happy it, i wanted to put it on the fridge at home i was well, <laughs> some it doesn't need to be the best as long as the content's good look you could you could decorate all you want you right could decorate a shitty house all you want as long as the content's good it'll it'll move forward man exactly sure the content's yeah. good, dude. in the end it the didn't matter what i made be- 
Yeah, and all they people cared help. about was what it was going to be about. I, I could have done it in a tweet, but I wanted to go out of my way and make a nice poster for it. It's funny how that works, man. Yeah. I love it. All right, Cam, we will talk soon, man. Thank you so much. You're the man, homeboy. We'll see you, buddy. That's St. Louis's enforcer Cam Jansen here joining us on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. Check out his podcast, the Cam and Strick podcast. Just, God, I mean, the, the success that that thing is having is absolutely unreal. I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, if you take the time out of your day to listen to this, you're, you're probably already a listener to the Cam and Strick podcast uh search for it any anywhere anywhere you find our the stuff claims online stuff you can find the cam and strict podcast hey Corey inskip at the inskip law firm a sponsor here of the show you heard me talking about him earlier with fantasy baseball stuff uh good friend and a great sponsor don't hesitate to call the inskip law firm st louis is uh in st louis for all of your estate planning your wills your trust your power of attorney workers comp traffic tickets criminal matters they are committed to your satisfaction at the inskip law firm that's i-n-s-k-i-p the inskip law firm Corey inskip at the inskip law firm remember the choice of lawyer is an important decision it should not be based solely upon advertising take a break come back wrap things up with some crack slippers right here on weekend joe driven by munganass st louis acura here at ClavesOnline.com. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well, a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. <laughs> And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick. He's Andy Hanselman. Final segment of the show today. Hey, first off, want to let you know we're sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find Callensville Auto Body. They will get you back on the road fast if you have any kind of incident, any kind of work that needs to be done on your Car Andy uh, interviews, as I said, with uh, with Cam Jansen, Matt Snyder that you just heard, and now we uh, <clears throat> we get ready to uh, uh, we we get ready to wrap things up here on the uh, the show as we uh, and, and a lot of stuff too, a lot of stuff that we did not uh, get into earlier on the show today. One of those being the um, one of the issues that we were going to talk about was or one of the things I was going to mention the rock and the XFL I know we talked about that on the lunch show Monday when it happened uh Mizzou's schedule came out I I I don't there's no reason in talking about it because I don't know if a college football season is going to happen you know right I can understand that hey and before we jump into uh crack slippers I want to send some get well wishes out to our friend Sean Barnes who is the PGA uh, the head pro out at Gateway National who was uh, taken away in an ambulance from the golf course yesterday after a little health scare. So uh, update today is that he's doing much better. And so we wanted to say good, uh, just get well to Sean. So get well, bud. Well, thank you for, uh, for pointing that out. And yeah, hopefully everything goes well with, uh, with him. Andy, if you will, could we do some crack slippers? Some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on weekend. Joe, these are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick. On Klaibs Online. 
Andy, uh, so you are. Most people are listening to this either on August eighth or August 9th. Okay. The Olympics were supposed to end on August 9th of two thousand and twenty. That was the original date for the uh, for the Olympics was July twenty fourth through August 9th of two thousand twenty. Those have been rescheduled. Right now, we're looking at the Tokyo Olympics set for July twenty third to August eighth of next year. And Summer Olympics, I mean, they're by far superior to the Winter Olympics. It's just it's just take. fun all around. That's a yeah. hot take. Do you agree? I said that's a hot take. I don't know if I agree with that or not. I really enjoy the Winter Olympics. I like them both, but I mean, in the Summer Olympics, I, you get the swimming, the track and the field, the basketball, the, the gymnastics. I mean, that just seems where all the big stories are made. It just, oh. But, Joe, Summer Olympics don't have curling. I, that's I get that. Okay, I, whatever. I, I one sport isn't going to change my mind. Hashtag Team Schuster. It's not going to change my mind. I'm sorry, Andy. I, but but the, and, swim, the swimming is my favorite part of the Olympics by far. Well, it's funny you mentioned the swimming because that's where we start with crack slippers. Katie Ledeck. By the way, by the way. So uh, Hudson's uh, swim coach is this sweet 18-year-old girl that uh, that that works at the gym that that does swimming stuff and uh, she she also you know she works there as a lifeguard and everything and I know she's done swim team and I I, I will we'll talk about whatever she's been she's helped Hudson with swimming before and I've gotten to know her and her family over the past few years she asked me the other day we were talking about what I do for a living and she asked me if I have ever interviewed, like she was asking me if I ever interviewed anybody famous. And I go, well, I go, you know, I go, you're 18. I go, so my version of famous and your version of famous, probably a lot different. So I, I mentioned Ryan Reynolds. She knew who that was. I mentioned Liam Hemsworth. She knew who that was. I mentioned Jeff Goldblum. She didn't know who that was. Okay. I told her, you, you just go, go away from me. I, I'm you're, you're upsetting me. So mm -hmm. then she asked me if I have ever interviewed any Olympic swimmers. Yes, we have. Andy, we have. Not only that, I put their damn medals on me. Yep, me too. Right. What was that girl's name? It was, oh, and I looked it up the other day. I saw it because I showed her the picture. So not only, so I, I'm going to get the name of this one. Of the uh, of the Olympic swimmer that we, that we had on. Because she was a silver medalist. She was. It, Andy, we interviewed her at the uh, at the Super Bowl yep. in in Florida. It was Carolyn Joyce. It was Carolyn Joyce. That's right. Two times silver medalist, I believe. Yes, Andy. I've also interviewed Dara Torres. Multiple gold medals on Dara Torres. Yes. She didn't know who Dara Torres was. I mean, Dara, Dara Torres is a pretty famous swimmer. I get it, but also this girl's eighteen. Yeah, I understand that. I got upset with her again. No. No. So anyway, I asked her, because this was also the same day that Katie Ledecky put out, Katie Ledecky, who's going to go down as probably one of the most, the, the most decorated women's swimmer of all time, if she's not already. Andy, I don't know if you've seen the video. She put a glass of chocolate milk on top of her head, had a snorkel in her mouth, and Andy, she swam 50 meters from one end of the pool to the other without spilling a drop of this chocolate milk. I, I did see that, Joe. 
Andy, like, how is that possible? I don't know how that's. I mean, you you had to keep your head perfectly still in the water. Right. And she did it. Right. I don't get that. Like she had the stuff. She had a swim cap on that she had to stuff her hair in to make kind of a flat. Like I don't get it. By the way, Carolyn Joyce, silver medalist in the four by one hundred meter freestyle relay in 2004 in, in Athens in 2008 in Beijing. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one here? Uh, the four by 100 medley relay. Yeah. In 2004 in Athens and 2008 in Beijing. So I guess Katie Ledecky first did this with an empty glass in July. Okay. And then added the milk to it recently. First take. First take she did it without spilling any milk. Then was able to grab it and take a drink of it, too. Super impressive. Like, so super impressive. Like, really, really impressive. So, and on top of that, like, to not, to keep your face in the water, too. Because, I mean, she is trained to take breaths every few strokes. Right. And she didn't do that. I mean, she had a snorkel in. But. Whatever. It's I mean, it, it's absolutely incredible what she was able to do. Uh, I know next July she's going for five medals in Tokyo. So that's great. <clears throat> also, other Olympic news. And Andy, this is from the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. A, uh, so you were, the Marlins have had to call up so many players because of their outbreak. So right. many roster moves that they have had to make with players on the I.L., and having to do all of this, uh, having to just revamp their entire roster. Andy, they uh, selected the contract of a player by the name of Eddie Alvarez. Okay. Eddie Alvarez, Andy, was an Olympic short track speed skater. Okay. In 2004, he became the first Cuban-American male speed skater to make the U.S. Olympic team. Andy, he won a silver medal in the men's 5,000-meter short track relay at the Winter Olympics in Sochi. Wow. Yes. He then, he, after that, I mean, he played uh, baseball at Salt Lake Community College in Utah and then spent 66, or then spent six seasons, I should say, in the minor leagues. Last year, played 66 games at AAA New Orleans. His first year in the Marlins organization. Andy, on Tuesday, he was called up and made his Major League debut on Wednesday for the Miami Marlins against the Baltimore Orioles. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, that's incredible. That Six years ago, he was a speed skater in the Olympics. Now he's a Major League Baseball player. Right. Thanks, 2020. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, doesn't that make you like I, you look at that stuff and you're like, my God, like I couldn't do one sport. This guy is an Olympic medal- winning medalist. Yeah. And then he goes on to do that. I mean, that's like that's up there. Like you talk about how impressive it is that. I don't know, Russell Wilson. I will be a Hall of Fame quarterback and was drafted by I think it was the Rangers. Yes, I think it was, I think you're right. Rangers or the Mariners or the Yankees. I don't, I don't know what his history is. Or like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow played a couple years in the NFL and then kind of toiled in the minor leagues for the Mets. Or you look at some, I mean, you look at just a lot. I mean, who, who was, um, 
the the one quarterback, Kyler Murray, was drafted in the first round by the A's. You know, never played. But then, to, you know, now he's the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. This guy, Olympic speed skater, and now he's in the major leagues. I bet that's, that I bet that's never happened before. I I don't know. I honestly do not know if I'm, I'm trying to. I'm looking here at the story for any Olympian that's played Major League Baseball, and I mean, other than a base, other than Olympic right, baseball player, right. I, I'm trying to think if there ever has been a, a a situation like this. Because there's plenty, I mean, there's a, plenty of Olympic medalists in, you know, that have played other sports. But, I'm, I mean, you think of, uh, yeah, you think of other ones, you know, guys that played other sports. And, yeah, it's not listed anywhere. Like, uh, you look at, like, a list of... You're just you're not seeing this anywhere. Like you're just not seeing anything like this. And that uh, a multi a, a a Olympian that won it in something else. Like you don't see a guy that won it in like cross country skiing and then turns around and can play in the NBA. You know. Right. Oh, I found it, Andy. I I oh God, you have to read. You have to the full story. I, I'm looking here. And I found it in Wall Street in the Wall Street Journal. Yes. Okay. The last non-baseball Olympian of any kind to participate in the games and play in the big leagues, Andy. Jim Thorpe. Oh. Wow. That was a long time ago. Right? And you want to talk about like greatest athletes of all time? Definitely one of the greatest of all time. Right. So there you go. As the last professional athlete that was also an Olympian, non-baseball Olympian, to play professional sports and something completely different. I mean, you're talking about Jim Thorpe. So that's pretty impressive. Whether or not, I mean, whether or not he sticks around in the league or anything, he's a major league ball player. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Kind of a neat it story. Is. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. And that's that's the theme of the uh, the color scheme on the graphics today, too, is uh, is Olympics. It's uh, we'll, we'll go with the Olympic colors. Oh, very on, nice. On that, too. Yeah, because, you know, it's supposed to be the Olympics. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad that we haven't been watching swimming and gymnastics and uh, track and field the past two weeks. I know. I didn't realize it was uh, I didn't realize it was supposed to be going on right now. But, yeah, it's uh, it is upsetting. That we're not uh, that we're not getting it. So, huh? Well, next year, next year, twenty twenty one. It'll be a big year. It'll be a 50, huge uh, year. Fifty weeks from today, Joe. Okay, the countdown begins. Andy, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on again as usual this week. Uh, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the show. Are you golfing anywhere this weekend? You know what, Joe? I'm actually back in wedding season. Oh, okay. Well, I have a wedding tomorrow night. Um, so no golf tomorrow. And then I have, and I have a birthday party, uh, for, uh, my niece and nephew, uh, on Sunday, I might go out and play Sunday afternoon. Okay. Cause my, my next match for the fan page club championship is set for a trip to the final four, Joe. 
I know. I'm excited for it. Uh, we'll get out there August August uh, 19th, Andy. We will be out there, and it's going to be a uh, heck of a time out there golfing. You're going to be proud to have ClaimsOnline.com as my sponsor. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We're looking to uh, we're looking to have a diverse po- uh, portfolio for all the uh, for all the things we can sponsor. And we're really looking forward to jumping on the uh, the Andy Hanselman Fan Page Club Championship uh, golf with uh, with that. I'll see if I can get a sticker made for the golf cart. Nice. By then, I'm sure Jay won't mind that one uh, one bit. So, Andy, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend. Wear your mask at all of your uh, all of your events. Yep. And for everybody else, thank you for listening. This has been Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. They have cars that charge themselves uh-huh. out there, Munganas St. Louis Acura. For Andy Hanselman, I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Weekend Joe, right here on ClabesOnline.com. With St. Louis Acura's new buy online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventories starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you.